Hi, welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour, episode 231. I'm your host, Vince. How are you? I hope you're well. As you can see, you were there, and I am not here. If you're on YouTube. Uh, hi. I'm incredibly sick. I am the sickest I think I've ever been. Um, I feel awful. Since, pretty much since my birthday. Pretty much since the, November 16th. Uh, I turned 26 and my body went time to shut off now. Uh, I was sick after my birthday. Thanksgiving came around, I felt fine. And then I got sick again and my back hurt. And I'm just, I've been in a miserable way. Uh, I had plans, a lot of plans for this week for podcasting stuff for the future for you guys. And it just, it, I had to cancel on all of it. I have disappointed Kyle once again. So there's no... There's no video because I just needed to get this out. I just needed to do this. I didn't want to skip a week, and I don't really have anything backed up because everything backed up is backed up for Christmas pretty much at this point. And I needed to put something out. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you are feeling well. I know this year's flu season has kind of, especially in the States, kicked us all in the teeth because everybody was inside for two years. We weren't interacting with other people, and our immune systems took a shit for lack of a better term. Uh, I don't know if I have COVID. I don't think I have COVID. I think it's the flu. I'm completely nose blind, though. Uh, stuck my nose deep in a, you know, in a candle. Uh, no, seriously, in a candle that was like, it's one of my favorite candles. It smells like apples and cinnamon. It smells like fall and it smells like what I want my house to smell like. And just nothing. Just absolutely nothing. Uh, I made popcorn the other night because I love popcorn, but two, it's just one of those aromas that when you smell it, you know it. And I smelt it and it did not exist. I, uh, I'm still going to work because they haven't had COVID pay for months and the U S hates its people. And we're the only developed nation without universal healthcare. Uh, you know, the French get, Six weeks of vacation, six weeks of sick, and two and a half years of maternity leave. Just found out Colorado gets no maternity leave. I'm not a woman, but hey, if I'd like to have a baby at some point in my future, who knows if my uh, my wife would be able to take off of work, take care of the kid. Not that it's her job. I know it's not her job, but you know what I mean. I think you know the mom should be with the baby for a little bit, the same way I should be with the baby. Anyway, this isn't the show for this. I wanted to give you guys something. I didn't want to just leave you high and dry like prom night. So I thought, let me give you a little something, something, even if it's just lore. So before we even get into the lore real quick, I don't even know what the video is for this. I'm assuming it's just the backdrop of my shelf, maybe one or two things or what have you. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine. It's probably just that and a picture of me, maybe some other stuff. Uh, here's a picture of Kyle real quick. Ain't he purdy? Great. Uh, so before we get into the lore for this episode, I have to thank the Patreon, because of you guys, I can continue to do what I am doing. If you would allow me real quick, let me just thank the Patreon. Starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And after Marcus, I have to thank TP. Thank you, TP. Because of you guys, the show continues to grow, continues to get bigger and better. And hey, maybe one day through your contribution, I'll be able to hire an editor for days like this 
where I'm sick and can't do much. And maybe then I can have something. But also, I just look like garbage right now. My eyes are swollen and my nose is shut. You could hear it in my voice. I just, I, I, I sound like I'm doing a bad Squidward. <laughs> See, I'm sick. All right, so normally I ask a question in the Discord, and the first person to get the question right gets to pick lore for this week. This week I am sick. But do not hesitate. Please still join the Discord for when I do ask questions again, you'll be able to pick the lore for the week. And since I had to pick because, like I said, I'm sick and my place is a mess. I like to keep a tidy place and it's a mess because I just haven't had a chance to do anything because I've been sick and just playing a lot of Fortnite, honestly. And it kind of slaps. Like, in a really weird way, it slaps. Like, I can't believe it took me fucking nine years for me to enjoy Fortnite. But here I am playing Fortnite, loving it. Like, aggressively loving it. Like, I'm gonna get done doing this, and maybe play a game or two, and then go to bed, and then edit this tomorrow. Anyway, if you'd like to hear any sort of lore, make sure you join the Discord. Once a week, I usually ask a question when I'm not sick. Uh, or a YouTube comment, whichever one comes first. So either leave a comment on YouTube, or join the Discord, because once a week I will ask the question. First person to get the question right usually gets to pick the lore. I pick the lore this week. This week, I want to do something fun... Something that I can't believe I haven't done before from my favorite game of all time, Fallout 3. It is Little Lamplight. Now, sometime during the late 1800s, the Lamplight Caverns were discovered. And at some point during the 1920s, it was converted into a tourist trap. I love touristy traps like this. Things that just exist because they exist. Uh, just because they're there. Now, because of this being in the vicinity that it is, and Vault Tech achieving ownership of uh, the Lamplight Caverns, they wind up using part of it, as you may know if you've played Fallout 3, for Vault 87. And on October 23rd of 2077, 82 students, a couple of teachers, uh, and a few parent chaperones were exploring on a field trip the Lamplight Caverns. Now, on the wiki, it says that they were down there for several hours. The bombs drop on the East Coast at 9.47. School doesn't start till about 7.38. I forget what time I was in school at growing up. Let's just say it's 8 o'clock. How were they there for several hours? Unless it was like a camping trip, but I wouldn't let my young, like, under the age of 13 children go on a camping trip without me for a school. So maybe there's just a small little oversight that, that got uh, passed up. But they were exploring the caves, the students, 82 of them, some teachers and some parent chaperones, and then the ground began to shake. Uh, the lights go out, and there's a bit of a commotion, and the kids are all worried and in a, a, a hurried panic. They try to find somebody to go see what's going on outside, and an employee invest, investigates and tells them of the attack, of the Great War, the bombing. The bombs have fallen. We are now in a post-war society at this point. All of the adults have either died or they left, and others just became severely injured within the, the uh, Lampline Caverns. There was a teacher by the name of Carrie Delaney being one of the last adults decided to go scavenge and just never came back. A little while later, Jason Grant, one of the older kids, assume, assumed the position of mayor. Uh, this Lord of the Fly situation occurs. I, I'm very curious by, by this because I think it's inevitable that no matter the age, whether they were 12, 
24, uh, 32, 35, 65, 75, 206. No matter what, I think it's human nature that someone just, like, shows up and is like, hey, look at me, I'm in charge now. And I think that's neat that a 15-year-old, I'm assuming as an older kid, just kind of was like, uh, I'm in charge. That's it. Like, I'm in charge. Someone needs to be in charge. I'm in charge. I will take care of you. I will be... I will take you to the promised land. Now, under the mayoral mayorship of Jason Grant, they explored the caves for months and wound up finding Vault 87's door, and they banged on it for hours, begging and pleading for help. Mind you... Vault 87 is an FEV experimentation vault. This is quite literally within the year that the bombs drop. Assumably. It's not It's not said when exactly, but I'm assuming it's within the first year of the bombs falling. This adult that's in there, Peter Stevens, most likely Peter Stevens, uh, is believed to be the man by the door, heard this. Peter Stevens is a vault technician who believed himself to be hallucinating, and he thought uh, it was the his his dead son, hallucinations of his own dead son, and he kept going, go away, you're already dead, you're already dead, you're already dead. That is so, I love how grim and bleak that is, the idea of these kids pounding on the door going, let us in, let us in, let us in, we want to live. We're scared, and we're hungry, and afraid, and we don't know what we're doing. We're children. And this adult man, who they were trying to get the help of, going, Stop. You're already dead. Thinking it's hallucinations of his child. When this game wants to get bleak, it gets bleak in the best ways. Because of this one act... Because of this one misunderstanding of an adult and some children, the children of the Lamplight Caverns, later to become Little Lamplight, developed a, a severe hatred for all mungos, or adults, to the point where at the age of 16, all adults, or mungos, are told to leave for Big Town to find themselves a better life. Now, one of my favorite things about this is that it's a civilization that has to progress. So, there are children that are there. How they're getting there, I'm assuming? Actually, now that I think about it. Damn, this has, like, never been brought to my attention. How are these kids, like, repopulating Little Lamplight? Like, this has just come to me now. Like, I'm checking the wiki. Are the people of Big Town, are the giant children of Big Town breeding? And, like... If they are, they only have one doctor, and that one doctor, I can only imagine, has read like half of a Doc McStuffins book, and that's all their medical knowledge? I don't know why the hell this never occurred to me, that they would, like, for a society to, to further, they would need. But I mean, you can send Brian Wilkes there after the event of those. If You could either send him to Rivet City, or you could send him to Little Lamplight. I mean, I guess there'd be kids that just find themselves there. But also, kids are prime slaving targets. I, I'm pretty sure when you when you first get there, it's either a scripted event or it just happens as a random occurrence where there's a slaver outside putting a slave collar on a child. All of that to be said, there is one child in Little Lamp Light named Joseph who teaches 
the other's classes with hollow tapes that scavengers have brought back from the wastes. Some of those include reading, basic reading, basic math, and vault encyclopedias, so they can research many a thing. And I think that's super neat because I always think that, like, especially with New Vegas, it's like, hey, these people don't know how to read and you want them to pay tax? For real? Okay. And now it's just like, well, these kids know how to read. So they're already, they already have like a step up. Like they're already like two steps ahead of pretty much any raider or any moron with a gun and a stake of some land. I don't usually talk about the loot in some of these areas, but one of my favorite weapons in the entire game that only gets better because of the pit is here. Uh, Billy has the Wazer rifle, one of my favorite weapons. I'm just looking at it real quick because I'm never going to get a real chance to talk about this again. It's not an AER-9 laser rifle. It's an AER-12. Uh, it shoots multiple beams. It's one of my favorites. It's essentially a shotgun, but it's a laser rifle. And then the metal blaster shows up from the pit, making it a little bit better. And then, like, they have the tri-beams and whatever that show up later. But this was, like, the first initial showing of the Wazer rifle. It before the pit, this was like one of my go-to before the metal blaster of the pit, this was one of my go-to weapons. I mean honestly, sorry, I've never get a chance to talk about weapon. Maybe I'll do a lore segment on just some cool weapons. So just some quick notes before we get out of here. If the Lone Wanderer has the child at heart perk, they may play an impromptu game of tag with some of the unnamed little lamplighters. When engaged in dialogue, the lamplighters will say, try to catch me, new kid, and run away. When caught and selected or talked to, they'll say things like, that didn't count, or man, now I'm in. Uh, the child at heart perk can also grant you access into the cavern's instead of having to go through the normal way. The children... This is one of my favorite things. The children do not mind if the lone wanderer kills Sticky during his going away party, and some of them remark to do it again. If you were playing Fallout 3 and looking up videos in 2008 and 2009, there was a series of videos called The Annoying Man, and it was Sticky. And it was just edits of Sticky and a, a lone wanderer walking and him just not shutting up. And Lone Wanderer, like, turning around and punching him as hard as he can. And I remember these videos so vividly that, like, the dude who does the voice acting for Sticky... I don't even know his name is Sticky. I know his name is The Annoying Man. The guy who does the voice of that actually did political campaign commercials for a candidate in Colorado recently. And I hear the voice and I'm just like... That's the annoying man. Like, it's so... in Like, his voice is so ingrained into my head. This is another thing I just love about this game, and, like, how they treat the children. If the player character has bad karma, a few little lamplighters will say the Wanderer is so bad because their mom didn't love them. Beautiful. Some kids mention sending raiding parties into the vault, but several doors are still locked. So... I Maybe that's just, like, them not thinking about, hey, let's take all the loot out or whatever, but also just kids lie constantly. It's in, it's it's possible for some reason to encounter Mr. Crowley in Little Lamplight. I would love to know how. I wonder if it's just a glitch. I don't think it's – I think it's a glitch. Like, I don't think there's anything else about it. Right here in the notes, the question of how Little Lamplight's population of children is replenished is left unaddressed. Cool. That's about everything I have for you. I think that's going to be the lore for you. Uh, it's one of the best, just neatest, fun little pieces from uh, from Fallout 3, let alone any other Fallout. 
I I love it. I love it very much. I remember the first time I found it. And then McCready, the dude who's in charge of Little Lamplight, is just a reference. Him, He himself is a reference to Kurt Russell from The Thing. I love The Thing. I love Fallout 3. And I love you. Thanks for watching. That, my friends, is this week's lore. Hey, everybody. Again, this is the shortest one by far. I apologize, but I'm sick. I'm very, very sick. Uh, my little recorder on OBS says I've been recording for a little over 20 minutes, 21 minutes. So I'm going to have to edit some of this down. It's probably going to be less. Let me tell you, I'm already exhausted. I don't know what's wrong with me. Hopefully I'm better by next week. I have a lot of things that I'm trying to prepare for the end of the year for you guys. I have to make sure I don't let Kyle down. But thank you for stopping in. Even if it's just real, real quick. Thank you for stopping in. I love you. And I will see you next week. Uh, if you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. Thank you to Shane Ivers. All of his heaters at silvermansounds.com slash free music. Throw a slash feather duster to get the intro song. Or don't, and you get every single one of his free heaters. Shout out to the Patreon once again. Thank you. I love you. Because of you, the show continues. Uh, if you'd like to support in a small monetary way, there is the Redbubble. You can find me anywhere a podcast can be downloaded. Spotify, Apple, Casta or Castbox, whatever you listen to on. I think YouTube is the premier way. Check me out there if you get a chance, baby. I love you very much. Thank you for being here, and I will see you next week. Be safe. Wear a condom. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.